Our passion didn't start with a mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness and all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on your tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of people and truly the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with the other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. I am Dr. Kelly Tanner at the ADHA conference at the Bisco booth. And today I have one of my great friends. You guys probably know her, Dr. Megan Ryder. Megan, it's so good to see you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Seriously, this has been such like a reunion. It's been three years since we've seen each other in person. So this has been fun. What I know. Nice treat. Yeah, we saw each other at a conference, uh, the Rise Conference before. And Megan and I just hit it off. And you guys hear me talk about this all the time, how the the networking, the relationships that you all build, they're so important. And being at these conferences, it's um, it's cool because you get to just kind of run into each other and say, oh, my gosh. It's, it's been fun. You know, you have all these friends on social media and then you're like walking by and you're like, I don't want to be a creep, but I know you. And how are you? It's so good to see you. You know, and it's you like I just said, when we were walking over, you realize it's, it's a small world, you know, when you start going to these conferences, this is my first time being at the ADHA conference. So I'm really excited and it's been fun just to see everybody and, and network and get to see everybody in real time and face to face. Yeah. And then say, okay, well, I know that you're leaving now or you're going somewhere else, but can we catch up later? And you get, actually get their information in your phone. So you don't have to track them down <laughs> and get on right. somebody's calendar. So you get to I don't know, meaningful, be present with them for a few minutes and just catch up. And, you know, I know. And, you know, Megan's getting ready to have her third child. Yes. So, yeah, Yeah. this is is kind of my last uh, outing and hurrah before I kind of go into hibernation nesting mode. So I'm doing about eight weeks. So this is kind of the last uh, hurrah getting to see people. (laughs) Yeah. Before you go into baby zone where you just don't know what day it is. And so this is important, I think, too, for our profession, because there are many there are many women who are like, can I do it all? And, you know, am I, what's my capacity after I have a child, three children, five children, whatever that is for your story. And one of the reasons why I asked Megan to come on the show, I mean, she, she's a huge supporter of next level dental hygiene and she's, she's, she's my right hand in a lot of things. So it's, um, it's so good to have you on just as a guest because your story is about is about you, you know, your why it's always about your why, but then how you're doing this real time and how you've overcome and what your mindset truly had to be coming through that. So first of all, the question is why dental hygiene? It's always starts with that. Yeah. So, you know, I think, um, 
My sister was a CNA in high school. We both started working in healthcare at a really young age. I knew that nursing was not for me after seeing her be a, a CNA and now she's a nurse. And um, so I, I actually just shadowed dental a dental my dental hygienist. I loved the feel of their office. That That's really me to dental hygiene. And so I went through my program, absolutely loved the program. I was all in. It was like hygiene was my entire life during those, those precious two years. I kept in contact with my program director. And so that was really kind of what gave me the the confidence and the motivation to just kind of move forward with my degrees and my education. And I was working full-time in private practice right after I graduated for the first year and really knew that I just felt like there was something bigger that was calling for me. So I went and completed my bachelor's in community health. And which my mom is very, you know, involved in community health and, and outreach. And so I think that's kind of what led me to that field a little bit. And so and then I as always had kept in contact with my, like I said, the program director got into education. So I did my master's in dental hygiene through uh, Bridgeport University. And then still after that, I thought there's still something bigger that's that's calling for that medical dental integration. And so I went and finished my doctorate in health sciences from AT Steele University. And I completed that already three years ago. Yeah. So it's just crazy how fast time flies. I feel like I was a forever student for a while. But now that you're on the other side of things, you you know, you just really cherish each one of those little pieces of journeys that you've been through. Go on. So what made you say, okay, I am going, I'm going to do this. Now my doctorate, like, I'll ask that question first because I have a lot of yeah. questions for you. So why your doctorate and what did you think you were going to do with that? That is a good question because to be honest, when I first started it, I didn't know. I, I just, I remember I thought when I finished my master's, like I'm going to be done, you know, I'll always lifelong learning through CEs and reading and, you know, research and things like that. But when I, I remember specifically that that moment, you know, where I was at graduation with my other hygiene classmates, and one of them was like, "I'm starting my doctorate right away," and I was just like, "Oh, you are, <laughs> you are." So then I was like, "Well, maybe I'll consider it." You know, I was I was kind of just toying with it, and I'm kind of the person where if I get an idea in my mind, it's done. <laughs> Yeah. I think a lot of us may be like that. Are you like that? You probably are. So it was kind of, I've been graduated in June and then I ended up starting my doctorate program that October. And so I, cause I knew, and at that time I, I wasn't married, didn't have kids. And I thought if I'm going to do it, I'm going to, I'm going to do it now. And while I've got the time and I finished up my last year of finishing my degree with, I had our first child, um, you know, so it, it can, and I have a lot of respect for people that go back to school with kids because that's a whole new ball game too. Um, but I just really felt like if I wanted to not necessarily leave dental hygiene, cause it's my first love, it's my passion. But if I want to be seen honestly, you know, as a respected healthcare provider at the table, I needed something a little bit bigger. And so that's why I went for my doctorate of health sciences. And because we don't have a terminal degree in hygiene, you know, yet, 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 um, you know, that was kind of why my why as to why I've continued on for my doctorate degree. 
And then what did you do after that? Did you know exactly what you wanted to do once you graduated and say, okay, this is the thing? Because that's always the question I got. Like, so what are you going to do? Like, what's your title going to be? And I was like, uh, what's I, your story? And I know. And, and it's true because that was, again, even when I started, I really wasn't sure. When I finished, I really wasn't sure, you know? And so... I knew I was going to, I really was started in education, fortunately, during my master's degree in dental hygiene. And so I thought, you know, I, I went and actually worked in public health for a year and I got a lot of experience and exposure doing that as a community health educator, which I really enjoyed. It was during COVID. That was an experience too. Um, but I really knew I wanted to get back into education. And so currently now my main role is I'm an adjunct faculty member at Campbell University and their Doctor of Health Sciences program. And so I've gotten to teach a lot of really great courses for safety and risk management and community health and innovations in rural health. I live in rural Illinois. And so seeing that I've been in private practice for 10 years and seeing the the challenges that rural residents face, not only in healthcare, but just accessing care in general. And I get to work with students that are, I don't even really feel like I should call them students because they're peers of mine. I feel like I'm just guiding them through a course, but they're respiratory therapists, they're nurses, they're in research. They, you know, it's, so it's, Everyone always has a different spin and something to contribute to the table. And we have such great discussions. And that's what I love about it. It's kind of my my little um, piece. It's, it's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like my slice of heaven during the week that I get to look forward to, that I get to have really intelligent and meaningful and passionate discussions with everybody. I bet it's also one of the things, because I know you, is the curiosity that it also breeds. It's, it, it formulates other questions that you have about what you think that you know and where things are truly moving. And then, so that's the thing, that's one of the things that they teach you in your PhD or your doctorate level education is that it's about the questions that you're asking. Because I feel like that the quality of the questions that I began to ask of everything and everyone in a kind way, of course, it yeah. just became deeper They because you really were able to see kind of what the what the true issues were. You were able to just cut down to the to the core of it, the foundation and say, OK, what's what's really trying to be solved here? Are you finding that? Yes. And it's interesting as I have conversations with other medical providers and other health professions, it's interesting you don't realize how much you do know until you start talking and having those conversations. And it's it's very invigorating. It's very enlightening to learn from them. They're learning from me and from the unique oral health perspective. And I just feel like dentistry, oral health, you know, preventative care is at this just bubble point where we're really about to take off. And it's just a really exciting time to see in, in healthcare right now. Yeah. And are your students feeling that way too? Do they, are they, are they like psyched about this? Yes. And you know, it's fun because I've got a, like I said, I've got a variety of students, but I do have one or two that have gone through each class that are dental hygienists as well. And so when we get together and we talk about the issues and things that they want to change, we're all, everyone's got this, everyone's channeling and their, their mindsets are all the same as far as, you know, we're moving the profession forward, you know, helping our patients, helping these vulnerable populations. And, you know, so it's just very exciting to see all of that starting to come to fruition. You're seeing the momentum start. Yeah. And now I'm going to back up for just a second because... I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk a little bit about and ask you what you think your secret sauce is. Like, how are you, how did you go back and go to school and still you're doing all that you're doing while being a mom? Like, how are you, 
what's your advice to people? Like, is it obviously it's doable? I did it too. So what would be words of advice or things that you've learned? You know, sometimes, and I still have to work on this myself too, and remind myself is before I say yes to something is just kind of take a moment to internalize and, you know, don't, you don't have to answer anybody or anything right away. Let yourself have, a, whether it's 24 hours or a couple days, just to really think on it, um, getting, getting really clear about your purpose and your values and what is it that you want to achieve because I mean, I'll tell you, there's a lot of different roles that I see on LinkedIn or this place. And it's like, wow, that looks like a really cool role. I could do that. I'd be really fun. You know, I, I could be good at that. But it's like, but is that really aligning with my purpose and my why and, and what I started? You know, what, what were my goals at the beginning of the year? And where am I at six months from now? How, what has, you know, come to fruition? What, what hasn't? Why hasn't it yet? What, what am I maybe blocking something in, in the process of why I haven't gotten there yet? So I think just making sure that you're very honest with yourself and, you know, it's hard and I, I'm learning this too, but it's saying no to things that might not serve you well in that moment. So I think that that's, it's hard. It's a hard lesson for all of us to learn. Um, and you know, every, every, experience that I have gone on and journey has taught me something, you know, but I think especially right now with expecting my third child is really just making sure that I'm not overextending myself. Um, because that's, that's, we crash and burn and I've done that too. And you crash and burn. So you can only do it for so long. And so I think just, again, being really true to yourself and finding your purpose and finding your why writing that down, looking at it every day, and, you know, when you have a, an opportunity that presents is going back and, and looking at maybe those answers that you had in front of you as to what is your why, what is your purpose? And so what I just heard is that get clear on what you want, what you want, want is what I always say. Like, yeah. not just what you want, like, oh, I want a new car, but like, why do you want, want it? You know, what does that give to you? What does that do for you? And then draw some clear boundaries mm -hmm. around that as well. And Megan teaches some great courses in Next Level Dental Hygiene with our, with our five courses on leadership essentials for dental professionals. So go check those out as well. How did you, how did you figure out what you want wanted? Like, how did you get clear and just say, this is for me, this is any, mini, mine, mo? How'd you do that? Well, medical dental integration has always been a passion of mine. And so that was, I did a bachelor's, for my bachelor's degree, I did an internship and it was at an FQHC where I was able to go in and provide oral care education to expecting mothers, new mothers. And so I got to see the importance of the medical dental integration there. So that's always been a strong passion of mine. And then just leadership, you know, I think that was kind of what we first, you know, bonded on was you know, how do we not only lead ourselves and that is, I just love personal development. You know, th that's one aspect of leadership, but then you start getting into leading organizations, making change, um, you know, emotional intelligence, how you read the room, how do you, um, you know, communicate with other people and work together in teams. Cause I've worked in some really great teams and offices and I worked in some, you know, not so great teams where there was just a lot of disconnect and both experiences have been really valuable for me. And so, you know, I think those are kind of the, when you start having these personal experiences, like you said, you just start asking why or, and it was funny. I, 
the the not so great experience that I had was after I finished my doctorate degree in leadership. And it was, I had such a different spin and perspective on that experience compared to my other coworkers because I didn't have to make it about me because I understood how people work together and how maybe what triggers people or so I was able to kind of almost disconnect from it a little bit because of my leadership and, you know, emotional intelligence and, um, you know, background knowledge on leadership and organizational behavior and personal development that you realize it's not about you as, as why something, it might not be working right, or a team might have a, you know, be a little clunky. It's not about you. So that kind of helped me navigate through that experience. Oh, that's such great advice because you can, I, I think that many of us have been in the situation where, um, we've we reached kind of like a stalemate right mm-hmm. within our teams and i think in that in those points in those times it becomes about um the ego about who's right who's wrong but truly if you think about why you join a group or about why you've joined in the in the first place that it's about coming uh, coming together as a collective to get to the best decision the best the best idea wins sort of you know with all that mm-hmm. collaboration and everyone's involvement for that shared decision making is so vitally important mm-hmm. Because it's not about whether you're right or I'm right. It's we have to be egoless as much as we can. State our point and our perspective. Because when you're part of a group, well, you were asked to be part of that group for a reason. Right, right. And then then what I hear you say too, Megan, and it's what I do is like, okay, is this serving what I want to do now in my life? Because I've gotten that clarity. When you have that clarity, it only makes room for that in your life. And then you can be more intentional about that. And, you know, being able to like right now in this period, I'm kind of slowing down a little bit in my life. I'm not working as much in clinical practice anymore. And I don't know exactly every single, I'm kind of a planner, you know, many of us hygienists are, but leaving space for, I feel like is is now a time just for new opportunities to come in that are supposed to come into my life. So um, I'm kind of just cherishing this little uh, moment in time to allow for space and things to come up. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it's exciting. Yeah. One of the barriers that I find that, that do happen, I mean, and this is my personal story too, is that when you become so busy, you don't see, you, you can't, you yeah. can't like almost receive some of the, down. you do get yeah. bogged down and it can close off things or push them to the side and not make you available for those mm-hmm. things that are truly intended for you because you keep yourself so busy and you almost end up becoming too overcommitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I really have, cause I've done some coaching with Jamie Dooley as well. And really, you know, focusing on that the universe is working for me. It's, it's for my benefit. I just need to be open to receive what it's telling me and listen, taking a moment to silence myself, my thoughts and let the universe kind of just work for me a little bit, you know, and, and trust that it's going to. It, it it's a, such an uncomfortable place though, yes. because especially as a, as a business owner and well, truly like, even if you're not business, a business owner, you're like, okay, what's the next step in my life? Where do I go from here? Cause I know that we have all, or maybe you're currently in that crossroad right now. I think if you listen to what everything is trying to line up to tell you, like, what are you, what are you truly for? And what, mm-hmm. you know, what do you stand for? What's your purpose? Yeah. And you hear that and you see all the things that drop in, you don't have to chase. 
right? No, it, it's supposed to just show up at that right time that it's supposed to. And it's when you see that actually happen, like I said, you know, when you write your goals for the year or, you know, just your manifestation and you see, wow, that actually happened. And it was really easy. You know, it's just when you kind of, and you keep seeing those small wins of, you know, that, that proved to, you know, it happened, it came to life. And when you start seeing more of those small wins happening in your life, it just builds that momentum. And your confidence that it, that it's going to happen at the exact, mm-hmm. at the exact time that it's supposed to, because that's, that's the uncomfortable part, like the, okay, well, I know, but, but, the, but, but also the important part is that you do have to take action on your part to know what that is. And it's not like you just sit back and you're just hanging out over where you're, you're being intentional about and talking and having those conversations about what's important to you, but you can't, I always love the expression. You can't push a rope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and truly like when you breathe and you're still, it comes to you. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing I always kind of think about too, is, you know, when I'm doing something challenging or being comfortable, staying in the uncomfortable is when you have the best and greatest growth, I feel like. So, you know, when there's times where I'm like, oh, you know, it's where, what's the words I'm looking for, where you just kind of are like, you, you know, you should do it. And it's the hardest harder path. It's uncomfortable because it's not easy. But I just tell myself, I'm going to learn something from this, you know, and that's how I get to where I want to go next, it seems. So being reaching out first or making that initiative and taking making that contact or just applying for your dream job. And you never know, you might get shot down, but they have your name on file. You know what I mean? For the um, universities I've been teaching for, I've applied for how many times? Yeah. I, I think you just have to remember, we only hear about the good on social media or the, the yeses that might have happened. And you don't always hear about all the no's that happened behind the scenes. So, you know, and that's okay. That's that's just part of the process. And that putting yourself out there is really important. That brings uh, That brings to light such an important part about what we perceive as failure. You know, it's like that that failure. So many of us are like, why would I do that? Or they, they get stuck in the, man, that just didn't work for me that time. How do I get past that in my life? So what have you learned from failure and what you've done Ooh, or what you, what you perceived as failure, what seemed like it was failure at the time or something that didn't work out for you? Mm-hmm. You know, I just always feel like, again, the universe is just kind of redirecting me. And so if it's a failure, and honestly, when we say the word failure, it's only in our minds. Yeah. When I talk to other people, they're like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. That's fine. You know, no big deal. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. it, it is okay. <laughs> you know, like that role didn't work out for me, but I learned a whole lot from it and I get to take it with me to my next experience, you know? So um, I just think getting comfortable with rejection is just part of life. You know, I mean, it, it, everyone is rejected. Use it as a motivator you know, um, put a flip, put a spin on it and just keep doing your own thing. Cause no, no one else, no one cares as much as you think they care. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I just thought of this. It's kind of like defining success, what it is in our life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, how are we defining failure as well? It's something that you thought was going to happen that didn't look like exactly like what was going to happen, but it's still all in your mind. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, you learned something else that made you better, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I think 
especially as a, as a young mom now that's super busy and, and the kids stage of life too, allowing myself, you know, time to enjoy the moment of where I'm at, even if it is uncomfortable or I'm, I'm not where I think I need to be at this moment in time, just allowing the different phases and stages of life, um, you know, play out and then just enjoy each one and, you know, taking a step back. Maybe I'm not doing a gazillion projects like I'm used to doing. That's okay too. You know, and that's something I have to remind myself when I think about, do I say yes to this or do I say no? Cause it might, it might be a yes, just not right now. Yeah. The timing, the timing may be better at the top of next year yeah. or whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. And so it's not a no, it's just like, you know, I'm, and I know many of us are, we're scheduling into 2024, 2025 for a lot of things that we're doing because we have said yes to the things that are meaningful that will contribute to our growth in an intentional way. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, just again, getting clear, you know, going back to our purpose and, you know, making sure that we are clear on that, I think helps you decide how much time you spend on something and what you want to do. Such great advice. Megan, it's so good to catch up oh, with you. <laughs> so how do, I know that you have courses on Next Level Dental Hygiene. How can people get in touch with you? I know that your, your contact information in will be in the show notes, but how do they reach out to you? Yeah, I, I'm kind of guilty. I'm not... A, huge on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page, um, but I would say mostly through LinkedIn. I do have a LinkedIn page. Um, my email is probably the best way too, which Kelly will link below here as well. But those are probably going to be the two best um, ways that you'll hear from me with a quicker response. Yeah. And then you're also doing personal coaching as well through Jamie Dooley's certification, also yes. part of NNH. We haven't even talked about that, like barely all the things that, thank you for your, like truly, thank you for the contributions, Megan, because you're such a wealth of knowledge. And again, we don't always feel that way. It's not something that we're just like, oh, it's just what I do. But we have to know truly who we are and what we're contributing because it's those things that we just, I think, not take for granted, but think that just kind of like anybody can do it. That and really it sets you apart. It sets you apart. And, you know, like you said, taking ownership. And we, you helped me work through that when we first, you know, you're like, Megan, that's really cool. You can do that. And it's like, oh, well, well Kelly says I can, you know. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> yeah, and you, did. you know. So it's just, you know, and having that mentorship and, you know, like that's how we met. You know, I reached out to Kelly and was like, I just feel like I need to know you. <laughs> we have the doctorate, a shared doctorate. So let's connect, you know again, putting yourself out there, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it's just how stars align are just, it's meant to be always, always. Well, thank you so much for taking time today. And, um, again, um, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for your support and all that you do every day. And if you're at this conference, please get up. I hope to, to see you, but if you wouldn't mind going on to Apple, and giving us a five-star rating, Megan, five, right, give it five, right. give us a five-star rating and going over to YouTube, like, share and subscribe to our posting. Be well, my friends, and we'll see you on the other side. 